0: Thinking of selling your medical practice? Guess what? Your local hospital may be interested in buying it. Welcome to the Business of Medicine on the Clinicians Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. Joining me today is Mark Halley, President and CEO of the Halley Consulting Group, a physician practice management and consulting firm specializing in the strategic development and performance turnaround of both hospital owned practice networks and independent medical offices. He is the author of The Primary Care Market Share Connection and a co-author of The Business of Healthcare. Mr. Halley, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Dr. Kaskill. Pleasure to be here.
0: Well, my first question, I guess, is it seems to be that hospitals don't have a very good short-term memory. It seems like we've been through this before.
1: We have, actually. We like to show a, uh, one of those nice continuous cycles. Uh, we're back at it again. We were on again from about 1985 until 1998 or so off for three or four years, but hospitals are back to hiring and employing physicians with a vengeance.
0: Yeah, I I was part of a large group in 2000. And then the consultants came in and told the hospital, get rid of all your employed physicians immediately. And so they did. And then we all, uh, you know, fragmented off and formed our own practices now. And it seems like now I can go back to the hospital and say, buy me again.
1: That's right. In fact, in many communities, the most current trend started again in the late 2002-2003 era because hospitals learned that as they divested particularly of their primary care practices, they also risked losing market share that went with those physicians.
0: Right. And in addition to market share, all those physicians had to steal away the ancillary services from the hospital.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Fair and love and war.
0: Yeah. So, are they just bad at managing uh, medical practices, and that's what their problem is? And now somehow they've magically gotten better?
1: No, there are a a number. They're still bad. They're still bad at it. (laughs) There are a number of factors, but the the major reasons that we see as a consulting firm working with hospitals and with uh, large physician networks is simply not understanding the business. They certainly understand the hospital business. But there are a number of reasons that hospitals just don't pay attention to the uh, rules for success in an ambulatory setting.
0: Take me through a recent conversation you had with a local hospital and tell me, you know, what transpired.
1: Well, for example, sitting down with a local hospital CEO, a conversation very frequently might go something like this. We divested of our primary care physician network or cut back on the number of physicians we employed. We started seeing a decline in our market share as measured by discharges, and our competitors are, are gaining that market share, so we realize we've got to get back into the business. How do we do it right this time? And uh, then we begin to go through a series of critical success factors to ensure that, uh, that the hospital is successful. In addition to that, many of the hospitals are finding that they're needing to employ specialists these days Mm -hmm. in addition to primary care physicians.
0: Well, let's say hypothetically I want to sell my practice. I have a a three-physician group, and I put it on the chopping block. What kind of money can I expect to get? Is it based on revenue? Is it based on profit? Is it based on ancillaries? Any ideas?
1: We see uh, a whole series of things occurring, and it depends very much on the market. Similar to selling a piece of real estate, um, in some markets, uh, real estate is a very hot commodity because there's a lot of demand.
0: Where would that be (laughs) (laughs) right now? (laughs) I want to know where that
1: is. Let's pretend like it used to be New York and California, but at any rate, and in other markets, there is no market. There is no demand. However, what we're finding in major metropolitan areas in particular we're finding that multiple hospitals have realized the need to capture market share in primary care practices and then attract it through uh, to their affiliated specialists and hospitals. And you might find in some markets folks beginning to even pay again for goodwill, whereas in most markets right now it's simply fixed assets, um, maybe accounts receivable at a discount uh, if the hospital buys that at all potentially some value for a covenant, for you signing a covenant not to compete. Mm -hmm. But it won't be the huge several hundred thousand dollar uh, deals that we were seeing in the mid-90s.
0: Well, so then it's really not in my interest to sell. I mean, because if if a local hospital approached me, basically they'd be getting from me half a million dollars in radiology services, $240,000 in physical therapy services, uh, $200,000 of whatever other service, and yet they're only going to pay me $300,000 for my practice? It doesn't make sense to me.
1: If that. And uh, so the, the answer is yes. A physician has to have other motivations to be out of the business if he's going to sell in many markets today. He or she might have, for example, a motivation to improve quality of life or to add partners or to get out of the administrative hassles all of which may or may not be accomplished by, uh, by selling the practice. But, uh, but getting rich on the sale, not likely to happen. The hospital is, uh, by law, particularly the not-for-profit facilities, are not able to count that potential referral revenue and determining the value of the practice.
0: That makes me very sad.
1: And that is a sad thing for physicians today. We, we should have sold back in the mid-90s, the heyday.
0: If you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Business of Medicine on the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell. My guest today is Mark Halley, President and Chief Executive Officer of Halley Consulting Group. We're talking about whether or not to sell your medical practice. Mark, what what can we learn as physicians from the mistakes we made in the past? Where did we go wrong last time? Uh, what can we do differently this time?
1: Well, as uh, physicians, not talking about the mistakes the hospitals made, but as physicians, picking the right partner is probably the most important factor in the success or failure of a transaction. And picking a partner that understands the ambulatory business or is willing to recognize that it's not part of the hospital is critical. Picking a partner who is the market share leader is also critical. You don't want to tie your wagon to somebody who's struggling to keep from going under, who's capital strapped. You don't want to sign or attach your wagon, if you will, to uh, somebody that's got unstable leadership where there's likely to be turnover.
0: If I, as the physician, want to sell, should I go out and get an independent valuation or does it not matter because the hospital's going to get their own?
1: I'd let the hospital get it. But there's
0: obviously theirs will be lower than mine.
1: It, it will be. It will be. But again, if you're in a bidding war situation, those two hospitals will keep each other honest to your benefit. Mm-hmm. If you're not in a bidding situation, again, you still hold all the cards. If you don't feel like you've gotten a fair deal you still have the option to go out and get your own appraisal later on.
0: And how do I even go about initiating the process? Do I call the local hospital CEO, or is there someone else at the hospital that makes those decisions?
1: Personally, I'd start with the CEO.
0: Say, hi, hi, this is Dr. Casco I've got the greatest practice in the world, and you need to buy it.
1: I'd show up and sit down and say, have I got a deal for you? <laughs> Here's what I'm interested in. I want to have a confidential conversation with you. Here's what I'm interested in doing. Are you interested in talking with me about it? If not, fine, move on.
0: Well, I'm going to do that next week. <laughs> I'll let you know how it turns out. Good, tell me. Um, what, what leads to success when the physician is employed? Because... I believe a doctor needs to be incentivized, have some skin in the game. When the doctor runs his practice, he runs it well. When he works for somebody, he wants to go home.
1: Right. And we tell our hospital clients that physicians don't make very good employees, quote-unquote. They make great business partners, even if they're on your payroll. And we have several things we remind them about. One, of course, I've hammered on understanding the theory of the business, Two, making sure the CEO is supportive of the network. Third, engaging the physicians in operational governance. Even though the hospital owns it, let the physicians remain involved in driving the success of the practices. Fourth, make sure they're engaged in sharing vision. Fifth, give them uh, the incentives. Make sure that uh, they have an opportunity to earn income based on how hard they want to work. Also add some meaningful measures, make sure they can track. Most physicians know exactly how many patients they need to see in private practice to pay their staff and how many more they need to see each day to pay themselves. Give them the numbers. Physicians are real bright people. And if they've got that information and the incentive to work toward that bottom line, they'll achieve it.
0: Mark, I want to go back to what we started with was... Again back in 2000 2001 the hospitals divested themselves and that was based on the consultants coming in and telling them to do so. Right. What were the market conditions then as compared to now? What why would they do that then and now do 180 degrees?
1: Well, a lot of uh, consultants don't really understand the concept of of capturing market share. Uh, what they were focused on in those days was the bottom line of the hospital.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a there's a thing called a lost leader out there.
1: <laughs> there is, but those lost leaders can become painful mm-hmm. over time. In reality, what hospitals should be focusing on and are now increasingly focused on is the fact that your average primary care practice captures between three, four, even five thousand patients and holds them patients who consider that physician the doctor in the community. Surgeons don't have market share. They have cases and admissions. Patients come and see them, then they go away. Nobody wants to see their surgeon 3.65 times a year. But we don't think anything about seeing our family physician three and a half times a year or our general internist or our pediatrician uh, or even our OB at the appropriate time. And so as hospitals begin to realize who holds their market share, they begin to gain interest again in primary care practices and in the specialty practices it takes to attract that market share to the hospital.
0: What do you do if you have a group of physicians and one of the doctors wants to sell the group and the others don't? Mm
1: -hmm. In, In that particular case, it gets down to the structure of the physician group. Who's going to play? What happens if they split the practice? How would they move a partner out and allow that partner to remain independent? I've seen a couple of situations like that where some physicians wanted in and one or two didn't want to play and uh, entered into perhaps an independent contractor relationship with the hospital instead of becoming an employee.
0: Well, we're almost out of time. I was wondering if you could just wrap it up for the physicians listening, what they should really put at the top of their... Their list if they're considering selling their practice, what to do.
1: We usually, in working with physicians who are contemplating selling, ask them to consider their own personal characteristics, whether or not they're ready to sell, and there are a series of questions we can run through to assess that, how well the practice is performing and whether or not it will be attractive today to qualified buyers, what its market position is. If you're in a strong market position, obviously, you're in a better place to sell, Uh, What kind of payer mix you happen to have in your practice is always of interest. And most important, perhaps, the question of who's got the leverage in town. Do the hospitals have more of the leverage and control, or can you stay and play as an independent provider and do so successfully?
0: Well, Mark, if someone wants to get a hold of you to help them through this transition, how do they find you?
1: They can find us uh, very easily on the web, uh, www.HalleyConsulting.com or they're welcome to call us at uh, area code 614-899-7325.
0: Mark Kelly, thank you very much for joining us today. Pleasure. You've been listening to the Business of Medicine on the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD.
1: Thanks for listening. You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals.